Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday the 16th of October and a day after the 35-year-old man was brutally lynched and strung up at the farmer's protest site at Singhu border. The police today said they have arrested a Nihang Sikh, Sarvjeet Singh in the case. The victim was Lakhpir Singh, a Dalit Sikh from Chima Kalan village in Tarntaran, Punjab. The police said that Singh was taken into custody after he surrendered to the police on Friday night for his alleged role in the lynching. Police sources told the Indian Express that Singh had come to Singhu border when the contingent of Nihang Sikhs had arrived there in the first week of December last year. At the border, he was the leader of a unit that tended to the horses. Jashandeep Singh Randhawa, superintendent of police in Sonipat, said that the claim of desecration of the holy book at Singhu border is yet to be verified. In several videos that emerged yesterday, Sarjeet Singh took responsibility for killing Lakhbir, alleging that he had desecrated the holy book. Lakhbir was hung and tied to a barricade and his hand was chopped off. When the police reached the post, the victim had died. The police had registered an FIR against unknown persons on Friday on charges of murder and common intention. My colleagues Basant and Diksha were at Singhu border yesterday and brought out an account of the murder. They spoke to eyewitnesses to piece together the events of the night before Lakhbir Singh's brutalized dead body was found tied to a barricade. You can read their report on newslaundry.com. It's titled, quote, We don't get in the Nihang's way. Eyewitnesses detail a night of horror at Singhu, unquote. If you want Basant and Diksha to continue doing such important ground reports, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. You can do so by heading over to the website and clicking on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. Please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. Several districts in central and southern Kerala have been experiencing extremely heavy rainfall today owing to a low-pressure area in the Arabian Sea. This has triggered floods and water logging in several cities, inundating roads and forcing authority to open sluice gates of dams to release excess water. The Kerala government has sought the assistance of the Indian Air Force for rescue operations in the state where landslides have occurred following heavy rains. The Chief Minister's office has informed that help from the Air Force has been sought for rescue in Kutikal at Kotayam district where landslides have been reported isolating a few families. Minister for Cooperation and Registration VN Vasavan said that at least three houses have been washed away in Kotayam district and 10 people feared missing. Kotayam and Pathanam Titta are the most affected districts in the state as of now due to heavy rains since Friday night. The Indian Meteorological Department or the IMD has sounded a red alert indicating extremely heavy rainfall in Pathanam Titta, Kotayam, Arnakulam, Iduki and Thrissur districts. The heavy rain accompanied by thunder and lightning is expected to continue through Saturday night. Meanwhile, an orange alert, which indicates isolated heavy to very heavy rainfall, has been declared in seven other districts, and a yellow alert, which indicates isolated heavy rainfall, has been declared in Kannur and Vayanar districts. The Board of Control for Cricket in India, or the BCCI, has convinced ex-cricketer Rahul Ravid to apply for the national team coach's post, which will fall vacant after the T20 World Cup. Dravid, who is head of cricket at the National Cricket Academy or the NCA in Bengaluru, was in Dubai where he gave a presentation to BCCI office bearers, President Saurav Ganguly, Secretary Jayesh Shah, Treasurer Arun Dhumal and Joint Secretary Jayesh George on the appointment of new coaches at the NCA. It is understood that the BCCI gave a clear picture of the current situation where they aren't finding any suitable candidate to take over as Indian team coach. Many coaches have turned down BCCI's offer 
The board wants Dravid to take up the responsibility till 2023. According to the Indian Express, the BCCI initially wanted Dravid to come on board as interim coach for the home series against New Zealand, which would have given them time to find a permanent replacement for Ravi Shastri. The Indian team coach Shastri and support staff, which includes bowling coach Bharat Arun and fielding coach Ashridhar, end their tenures post the T20 World Cup. Even team trainer Nick Webb has informed the BCCI that he won't be continuing after the tournament. If Dravid comes on board, the BCCI will give him the option to choose his support staff. Dravid came into the BCCI fold in 2015 as coach of India A and India under-19 teams. Hitting back at critics within the party, Congress President Sonia Gandhi spoke at the party's working committee meeting in New Delhi today morning, saying she is a full-time and hands-on party president. Kapil Sibbal, one of the 23 Congress leaders unhappy with the party high command, had said during a press conference last month that the Congress had no precedent and that he did not know who was taking decisions. Today, Gandhi claimed that in the last two years, a large number of younger colleagues had taken on leadership roles in taking party policies and programs to the people, whether it be the agitation of farmers, provision of relief during the pandemic, atrocities on Dalits, Adivasis and minorities, price rise, etc. She added that she had been interacting with like-minded political parties regularly and issued joint statements on national issues and coordinated a strategy in parliament as well. The Congress president said that there was no need to speak to her through the media because she appreciates frankness. Gandhi, while referring to organizational elections for electing a new president, said that the entire organization wants a revival of the Congress, but this requires unity and keeping the party's interests paramount. Two Hindu men have been killed in fresh communal violence in Bangladesh, police officials said today, taking the number of deaths to six from recent unrest in the Muslim-majority country. Protests began on Wednesday after footage emerged of a Quran being placed on the knee of a Hindu god during Durga Puja celebrations. The minority community makes up about 10% of the population in Bangladesh. Police said the latest violence occurred in the southern town of Begum Ganj when hundreds of Muslims formed a street procession after Friday prayers on the final day of Durga Puja. Local police station chief Shah Imran told reporters that more than 200 protesters attacked a temple where members of the Hindu community were preparing to perform the last rites of the 10-day festival. The attackers beat and stabbed to death an executive member of the temple committee and this morning, another Hindu man's body was found near a pond next to the temple. The anti-Hindu violence spread to more than a dozen districts across Bangladesh this week after footage emerged on social media of the Quran incident. At least four people were killed earlier this week when police opened fire on a crowd of around 500 people attacking a Hindu temple in Haji Ganj, one of the several towns hit by the disturbances. NASA launched a spacecraft called Lucy on a 12-year mission to explore Jupiter's Trojan asteroids for the first time today, gathering new insights into the solar system's formation. The Atlas V rocket responsible for propelling the probe took off at 5.34 a.m. local time from Cape Canaveral in Florida. Named after an ancient fossil from a pre-human ancestor, Lucy will become the first solar-powered spacecraft to venture so far from the Sun and will observe more asteroids than all eight probes before it. Lucy will also make three Earth flybys for gravity assists, making it the first spacecraft to return to our planet's vicinity from the outer solar system. Thomas Zerbuchen, associate administrator of NASA's science mission, told the American press that each one of those asteroids, each one of those pristine samples, provide a part of the story of the solar system, the story of us. Lucy's first encounter will be in 2025 with asteroid Donald Johansson in the main belt between Mars and Jupiter. 
the asteroid is named after the discoverer of the Lucy fossil. Between 2027 and 2033, it will encounter seven Trojan asteroids, five in the swarm that leads Jupiter, and two in the swarm that trails the gas giant. The largest of them is about 95 kilometers in diameter. Lucy will fly by its target objects within 400 kilometers of their surfaces and use its onboard instruments and large antenna to investigate their geology, including composition, mass, density, and volume. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.